Yo, pressure, pressure. Vendors? I got you. All right. All right. All right. Without further ado, I need a drum roll, please. I'm going to introduce to you the motherfuckers, the two people you want to sit around the cooler with. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go, P. together. I'm so proud of myself. How are you? Yeah. I got to have little little Elvis looking 
Shit. Shit. Yeah. As you've been here, you should know. First of all, on Fridays at 5 p.m., you're going to get traffic. Second of all, New Yorkers cannot drive in the rain for shit. Um, that's, that's true to an extent, but I blame more for the fact that there are so many people who are not New Yorkers up here right now from New Orleans on their weekend. Mm. That's what I really blame. And exactly they don't know how to drive in New York. <laughs> that is the issue. New Yorkers know how to drive. That, that, that wasn't the problem. I, I saw a lot of different license plates from different states on the way over here. I was like, oh yeah, none of y'all from here. Get the fuck out of town. It was good. It was nice. But aside from that, my week was pretty good. Like I said, my classes yesterday were fantastic. Uh, Yay! All around another great week of productivity, a lot of good things happening, a lot of great things coming up. I'll find out where my next next couple of shows are going to be this week. So I have June and July wrapped up when it comes to shows, and now I'm looking forward to getting this next music video done. Oh, shit. Out the way. And, yeah. A lot, a lot of things happen in the world of Scorpio P, but... I'm excited for you. I had a pretty productive week as well. Um, I usually have an issue sleeping. Um, and I actually got great sleep this week because I started working out again. Oh, nice. I forgot how much that really knocks your ass out. I mean... Oh, yeah. I've been sore as hell. I've been sore as hell, but it, it feels so good to like sleep and feel like I got more stuff done with my day. It's awesome. But yeah, I'm glad we're all making strides, man. And Katie, call me when you need me, baby.
We lost the first game. We lost the first game 105-107. What happened the next game? We won. <laughs> For the first I time won. since 2013, the New York Knicks have won a postseason game. And of course, all of the crazy-ass fans who are now back in stands at Madison Square Garden celebrated accordingly. A 101-92 victory over the Atlanta Hawks in Game 2 of the Eastern Conference quarterfinals. Not of the first-round series, 1-1, and sent a crowd of 15,000, the largest in the NBA this season. Just think about that for a second. Into a complete frenzy. And I tell you, that game had so much fucking energy. Like, Yo. I couldn't, I couldn't take my eyes off of the fucking television. It was so beautiful. It was Man. It was so beautiful, and, guys. And the, and the funny thing was, at first, in the first half, they were giving Randall a lot of shit, the, mm-hmm. um, the Knicks fans, because he was, he had this horrendous stretch where he shot zero, zero six from the field in the first half. So, over oh six. He had to warm up. He shots without him making any half of his career. Yeah. He had a horrendous first half. Nope, nope. You think he had just two free throw points. But in the second half. He fucking got busy. Second half, though. Yeah. And along with the 13 points he scored in the second half, Derrick Rose, if he is not six men of the year, I don't I I don't think we need to watch any more basketball. <laughs> that man has resurrected his entire career now, as far as I'm concerned. He's never gonna be the same, sure, when it comes to his his athleticism, but he's been able to completely redefine himself. Mm. Like he led the charge. <laughs> he led the charge. I think he had how much did he have like 30, 34 points? <laughs> That's crazy. Yo, when I tell you that um the Hawks offense just we completely locked it down like we've been doing so well here with so many other teams. We we they after they opened up like a fifteen point lead, the Hawks after that the Hawks um only shot thirty six point nine percent from the field. They just made twelve of forty four three pointers that they shot and they were out rebounded by us fifty four forty one. They literally ran out of gas, and we kept chugging. Word. That says a lot about the confidence that I have us going to Atlanta tonight. Because in the next couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen, y'all already know the series continues in Atlanta. Oh yeah. Once again, I have the Knicks winning this next week. So, like I said, all we need, we don't, we only, we only want to lose the first game. I'm <laughs> so excited. And this is going to be close too. Don't get it twisted because. Draymond Green said it himself that, oh, I'm so proud of Trey Young. He's becoming one of the biggest shit talkers in the league. Uh, and he is. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like, he's a younger pseudo Reggie Miller. That's who Trey Young okay. is. Okay. Because everyone knows Reggie Miller to be the guy that would always like shoot the three crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of the greatest trash talkers. He was, uh, <laughs> he, remember his um, famous choke? He would throw at people. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers would be proud. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Trey Young is ready ready for war now, so we got to be on our toes. I do think we win tonight, but it's going to be a tough one because they're going to come out very, very fucking energized. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. 
I'm upset that we're missing the game right now. But you know what? I mean, I'm going to be checking in periodically. And the other you have to. Yeah. Okay, so it's 26 points. We need Derek to. Scored. Okay, 26 points. But Derrick Rose was the focal point of of the charge that night. Oh, yeah, he was incredible. And, and he said after the game, he said, man, I've been dreaming about this moment for a long time. But he was um, during Inside the NBA, the TNT broadcast. He was talking to Ernie Johnson saying in the past, people said I couldn't play the minutes. It was worried about it. But I knew all along how much hard work I put into it. To me, right now, Derrick Rose is kind of without the rings, obviously, if you want to make an NFL reference. It reminded me a lot of Peyton Manning. He, when Peyton Manning got hurt and um, had to have those multiple back surgeries that left him with no more throwing like strength in his arms, he literally had to train his body to throw from his core. Uh. And he ended up not only getting back to the Super Bowl, but still winning another one. Exceeding expectations. Hell yeah. So you can't tell me that Rose can't do the same thing. He's reconditioned his whole body to work for him differently. And we're seeing it happen right now. And I think he is the most deserving of six men of the year. I mean, I still think Tom Thibodeau is going to be coach of the year. Oh, yeah. But if, if anyone has proven that you could come back from anything that, like, this that a life in sports will throw at you, especially a sport like basketball, <laughs> probably going to be Derrick Rose. <laughs> like, I'm very proud of the guy. Facts. This is a, like, we, this is the first time, like, we're, we're, we've gotten this, we're back in the postseason in this fashion in eight years. And it's very, very good to see people like Randall, like Barrett, who's still evolving. You know, if you can't get enough of Barrett. Yeah. Of course. And Randall with Barrett. Yeah, Randall with Barrett. Yeah. <laughs> and shout out to Todd Gibson as well. All these old Timberwolves and old Bulls that used to be with Tom Thibodeau, and now they're back with him in New York, and it's a glorious thing to see. So, listen, um, we're going to be keeping y'all updated on the game going on, which is about to start in the next three minutes on on MSG and TNT, I believe. So, y'all check out local listeners on that and. While y'all watch, you can listen to us right here on the Break Room Sports. And tell us about it. Comment and stuff. Comment on Shit. This discussion up, you know, because this is a big, this is, this is a very, very big time for us here in New York. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> very big time for us here in New York. Long time coming, too. Very. Shit. <laughs> so, coming up next, there is a lot to be said when you are able to play in a professional sports league for 24 years. Mm. There's a lot to be said about that. Oh, hell yeah. And what the only kicker in NFL history whose name was mentioned in a rap song was able to do those 24 seasons was not only just become a first ballot Hall of Famer and redesign what it means to play this position. Did he say 24 seasons? 24 seasons. Yo. <laughs> One more time. 24 seasons. <laughs> so, we're going to kick it for a legend right quick when we come back. So, we're going to go into our first music break. Uh, don't go anywhere, y'all. You 
tune into the Great Hoop Sports Podcast once again coming to you live on YouTube, IGTV, Facebook. Subscribe. Subscribe. Hell yeah. YouTube, y'all. That's where you can see all these shenanigans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I will have Miss Marie Free introduce this track. Yes. One of our dear friends. <laughs> yes. Tell them we're in Queens. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, but yes. 24 seasons strong. 24 seasons. Well, let me, let, me, let me set it up for y'all. Let me set it up for y'all. Please. So, <laughs> so, if there's any position, let me start it off for y'all. If there is any position in football, that is always going to be undervalued is a kicker position. Oh, 100%. The reason why it's always going to be undervalued is because of the significance that it has in the immediate game. I mean, you're only scoring three points with a field goal. You're only scoring one more point with an extra point. But sometimes, given the circumstances, those three points or that one extra point could be a victory. Whole season. It's like, like fuck, a, fuck one game. I'm talking about whole season. Yep. And I don't think anyone knows that better than Adam Finitaire. Yeah. Now, this man. Before I go into what this 48 year old has done in the league. For 24 years. He announced his retirement yesterday on the Pat McAfee show. And even though he didn't really have the best season in 2019, he just made 17 of 25 field goal attempts and 22 of 20 extra points. Usually make all of those. Mm. Like his, he had a 68% field goal percentage. That was the worst of his career. And his average is usually 84.3. Even in his as you would call it, advanced age. For sports? Hell yeah. Yeah, and he had also played just 12 games before requiring surgery on the meniscus and patellar tendon in his left knee. Mm. So, either way, he was limited going into this twilight of his career, but I don't want to look at that. What I want people to keep in mind about Adam Vinatieri, who to this day is still the only kicker in history to have their name in a rap song. That's crazy. Yeah. I need to find that rap song. I think it was by Rick Ross. 
Hollywood. <laughs> what I wonder is, this might be a dumb thing to say, but I don't care. What I wonder is, what a kicker's workouts look like. Like, is this motherfucker, like, squatting all all day? Like, I, I don't understand how he doesn't have the best butt in history. Like, doesn't the butt come with the legs? Yeah. yeah. How do you look at them shorts? Yo, like that thing must be steel. Twenty four seasons. This guy's actually been mentioned in multiple rap songs. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> so there's one lyric by an artist by the name of Mike Speck. He says, "Think like a visionary, sitting in Ben and Jerry's, find how I'm getting on top of the missionaries and kick it like military." wasn't just doing squats guys he was it was whole body guys Right here. 
Y'all, it really says 2,600. He's made 573 field goals. God damn. field goal attempts. So you can't tell me that, like, something as minuscule as a kicker position. Give him his flowers. Yeah, yeah, you got to give him his flowers. Damn it. Some kickers still get drafted. When I played fantasy football for the first time, you know how I drafted as my starting kicker? Adam Vinatieri. Yo. <laughs> and I was so happy I did it too. Using a noodle. Good season in 2018. 2019 is when things got a little. Teetered off. You know what? After 24 seasons, he's fucking loud. That's insane. Fucking big ups to you, man. And I hope you enjoy your retirement. 100%. Yo. Yeah. Give him all the flowers now, y'all. Give him all the flowers. And put him in more rap songs, guys. <laughs> you can make a hard round of Vinatieri. Thanks. <laughs> Get on that shit. Uh, <laughs> keeping with the NFL, mm-hmm. there is someone I want to talk about real quick before we get to our next, um, before we get to our first news break. Okay. Now, you know I love college football. Facts. How I feel about college football. So, you know, I pay attention to these rookies who come into the league. And one rookie that came into the league last year didn't really have the year that he wanted. I mean, he did win seven games with the Dolphins, but he didn't exactly have the season he wanted. And I'm talking about quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. Yes, I'm one of the only niggas on the planet that can pronounce his name correctly. I wasn't going to say shit until you said it first. I was reading that shit like, what the fuck? Who tag of Viola? Yes. <laughs> it has Viola in the end. It's pretty. But he didn't, but he admitted that he didn't play up to his own expectations in 2020. Like he told reporters Wednesday, this is what he said, I quote, getting to the line of scrimmage, getting order of operations down, my cadence, pre-snap reads, post-snap reads. I wasn't comfortable in my rookie year. I'm working on a lot of things in year to the end. Now, what does this all mean? This all essentially means, guys, that after that gigantic, horrific injury he had when he not only broke his hip bone, but also broke his um, toxic bone. God damn. Basically your ass bone. Yeah. Um, when he broke those, he was never going to be the same quarterback that the dynamic, like, younger Russell Wilson type quarterback that he was mm-hmm. in college Alabama. He wasn't going to get that back, guys. So there's been numerous reports about Everyone's saying, oh, like on the team saying, oh, he's, he don't have that spark. Like, he don't have that drive. I don't know what's happening. It's his first season back from an injury, and he has to be in the AFC East and has to face Bill Belichick twice a year and Sean McDermott twice a year. Okay? Sheesh. Give the kid a fucking break. Okay? Ryan Fitzpatrick did what he could to help him out during that little dry spell that he had. But now, um, since he's elsewhere, where is Ryan Fitzpatrick now? Oh, yeah, he's in Washington. Ryan Fitzpatrick is in Washington right now, okay, guys? So, it's four bust for y'all Miami fans. Yeah. Like, y'all better just deal with it. Deal with the fact that um, they uh, they just drafted. They, did, they, did they draft it? Yeah, they did. They, did. They, they drafted a new receiver, the um, Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. But um, he's saying now... 
Tua Tagovailoa, he's saying now that he's feeling a lot better, that he's feeling a lot more agile, that he's got his legs back underneath him. He says his hips feel his hip feels ten times better than it did last year. Obviously, he was still in fucking pain. So, what I need every Miami fan and every Miami Dolphin that has come out and said, "Yo, we don't know about Tua. Please relax. Please relax." Because no one's gonna know shit about Joe Burrow next year either. Joe Burrow's uh. coming from a torn ACL, and he has to face Trevor Lawrence in Week Four. Who knows what the fuck the Jaguars are doing? I don't even know what the fuck the Jaguars are doing. But you know what I like about this. You know what I like about this? I like that he is talking about, first of all, I like that he feels better. Yes. I like that he says he feels better. I like that he is talking about still honing in on things that he knows he wasn't the best at this season. It's not like certain athletes, they'll drag out an injury a whole fucking year, two years. Oh, but remember, you got to remember I fucking hurt myself. Never made an excuse. Said, you know what? I do have to get better at that, and I'm going to, and I'm going to be better. And so, shut the fuck up, guys. Well, check this out, Alabama fans, because Jalen Waddle is now a dolphin. And if y'all remember, Jalen Waddle was one of Tua Tagovailoa's weapons Mm. in Alabama. So, like I was telling you how there were so many college teammates that went to the same team. Besties! Yeah, besties. Like, like Jalen Hurts got... um, Monte Smith, the Heisman winner. They were teammates at Alabama. Uh, Joe Burrow got Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. They were teammates at LSU. Trevor Lawrence got Travis Etienne. They were teammates at Clemson. Like I feel like there's going to be a lot of guys. yeah, and there's going to be a lot of explosive and and smooth chemistry going on, and he's going to have that backup that he needs. There's going to be a lot of finessing, and the fact that he's owning. That he knows that he has more progress to make. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's saying he does feel better. He's not like, oh, I remember, I'm fucking hurt. He's like, I feel better. I see the improvements I need to make. And he has his homie with him. So, you know what? <laughs> I'm excited for that. No, no, absolutely. That could be a huge turnover. Absolutely. If anything, last year was a blessing in disguise for Tua. Like, he needed to get his bumps and bruises when he did. And I think that he benefited from it. Especially... Can we gotta give some sort of credit to Ryan Fitzpatrick? I know how people feel about um, Ryan Fitzpatrick and how inconsistent of a quarterback he is. We all get all that. <laughs> a lot of people didn't understand like when Fitzpatrick was was winning. They didn't understand why they were like, wait, why are we going with two all of a sudden? Because you gotta see what you got with Tua. You have to see what he can do. Yeah. He, he gave y'all what he could do, as limited as he was. And what did y'all do? Y'all let um, Fitzpatrick take a walk. So now, two is here. He's got his new weapons. I think he's going to be just fine, especially with Ryan Flores with that defense. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know one... what? Go ahead. You wouldn't also, you wouldn't want somebody to overexert themselves after freshly getting back from an injury exactly. and re-injuring themselves. So you also have to take that into account. You gotta be patient. Yeah. You gotta be patient. Because y'all gonna have to be patient with Joe Burrow in a second. <laughs> so y'all gonna have to be patient. And they're not gonna talk nearly as much shit, I feel at like. At all, at all, because Burrow beat to him. Yeah. Understand that Burrow beat to him in college. But they didn't face each other in the pros yet. So we can't say nothing about that yet. Yeah. Right? We, we, like years ago, Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson faced each other in um college in one of the greatest college I've ever seen against Clemson and Louisville. And then they faced each other in the league and the other got his revenge. Um, Clemson won that game, and then the Baltimore Ravens beat the shit out of the Houston Texans. Mm. So, 
it is it happens like that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like you gotta you gotta you gotta appreciate rivalries like that. But if you're unsure about two at this point, he has everything he needs to succeed. No one really cares about the Jets right now outside of Zach Wilson, who they just drafted. <laughs> Brian Flores has a defense that's gonna back to that's gonna be able to back to and that offense up when they have to face the Bills twice a year and the Patriots twice a year, especially with the Patriots, what they've just done with retooling their roster and the fact that the Bills were just an AFC championship game. So yeah. they, you y'all got y'all y'all be fine. Relax. Like Johnny Floss said, relax. I'm predicting a nine-game win season, probably nine to ten wins for the Dolphins. Yeah. Make a wild card. Okay. I think they win nine. I think they win nine to ten games, and they get a wild card. Fill his face. I like it. I like it. I'm excited. I'm gonna keep my eyeball on them. They're gonna. They're gonna have a similar um, record to the Patriots. Like the Bills are winning the AFC East hands down. No one. No one is doubting that. The Jets mm. are gonna be fourth. And fighting for between second and third are going to be Dolphins Patriots. Okay. Yep. That, that, that's a lot. Of so, Tua, good luck to you, my homie. Yes. You. you hang in there, buddy. There you go. Don't let them talk shit about you. Me with the news. <laughs> I wish we had those little buttons with us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get Yes, and this is actually right up Kay's uh, aisle. Yeah, <laughs> much rather watch wrestling in general hospital. Exactly. I'll do the wrestling, not the general hospital. I'm weak. All right, well, school me, school me. Okay, so there's a change in the law announced. There's a lot of changes happening to the law side right now um, because their ratings have fallen, like, extremely. So they're experimenting, trying to get the viewers back. Mm, I don't know if you want to call it like that, right? Um, so Jimmy Smith is replacing Adam Burke on WWE's law announcement. Adam Burke is a announcer that was on Raw, but unfortunately, because he has many commitments, he was unable to fulfill his role as a commentator, and that is why they had an amicable split. Um, Jimmy Smith is from UFC, so WWE and former UFC and Belichick commentator Jimmy Smith to replace Adam Burke on the Raw broadcasting team. He started immediately working on the position of Raw next. He had already worked on some NXT's broadcast. The, the Wrestling Observance Newsletter, Dave Meltzer, reported the WWE Vice President of Announcing Michael Cole has praised him heavily and found him to be very versatile.
very into it. He understands both sides of. He understands um, both sides of the coin. He understands both sides of the coin. So he's a better fit. And right now, because he already they already took Samoa Joe off contract and they released. Which I don't understand, but <laughs> I don't even know why he was doing commentary. But the fact that he was <laughs> but the fact that he was actually good with the commentary, being a wrestler and understanding. Um, especially like the mindset of his opponents and the mindsets of everyone being a wrestler. Yeah. And I was like, good. Even Corey Graves, like Corey Graves is amazing at what he does. The only reason he got commentary right now is because of his his injury that forbade him from wrestling. Mm. Um. Well, I'm looking forward to the change. I'm gonna fucking. See what type of different flow that gives the fucking events. Yeah, everyone has their fingers crossed. <laughs> Yo, SmackDown had better toys too. <laughs> I'm bringing it way back. <laughs> the fucking collapsible chairs and the 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 fucking. The, the ring that would collapse and shit, you slammed a nigga hard enough, you would oh, oh, break the whole shit, it would bounce. Oh, Back when, if my brother was playing with these toys, I was very happy because he wasn't experimenting those moves on me. <laughs> I'm like, I, Motherfuckers really weren't knocking each other's block off. And I was looking back at him like, yeah, thank you for giving me at least two concussions Bruh. during my brain development years, Yo. bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yo, shout out to you. <laughs> Next up, so uh, <laughs> with the oh. Logan Paul saga. Oh. Yeah. Logan Paul talks Floyd Mayweather fight. Possible future bout versus brother Jake and more. Please do. Please do. Oh, shit. That's a lot happened this week. Anyway, so two weeks away from the biggest test of his boxing career, Logan Paul spoke about Floyd Mayweather Jr., his brother Jake, and a variety of other topics appearing on ESPN's first take 
Paul said, the exhibition bout with Mayweather was, quote, too exciting to turn down. As for any criticism from people within the boxing community about him getting such a high-profile gig against the best boxer of his generation, Paul said he understands that his spot is not fair in a traditional sense because he's still new to the sport, but Paul added that the opportunity came his way and it's, quote, not something you say no to. The outspoken internet personality also explained why he's serious about a career in boxing. He says, as long as it can bring an audience, Jake and I want to be the biggest prize fighters on the planet. We want to fight people who will put on a big show, draw a large audience, and entertain a lot of people. That's what we want to do. This is a three, four, five, six, seven year plan. Eight, nine, ten. I'm sorry. <laughs> I saw this interview on first. Day, right? and Who put the battery in his back? Yo. Uh, I don't know who the fuck put the battery in this guy's back. Yo. He is so gun ho about this. He's like, he, he really does not give a fuck at all. <laughs> Ready. I'm thinking to myself, like, it is entertaining. I've watched Biden so much. I'm, I'm, watch, I'm watching him talk, and I'm just like, yo, he's talking mad shit, too. Especially about, not only about me, but just him beating his wife. Just talking shit in general. Just about his whole life. I'm surprised he didn't bring up his daughter. I mean, he was talking dirty. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> even though Logan's attention is currently focused on Mayweather, he did tease the, the possibility of a future bout against his brother. He said, quote, no one knows more about my brother and no one knows more about me than each other. There's no person that could get under the, pers the other person's skin like Jake and me. I think that would possibly be one of the biggest combat sports ever. It sounds laughable now, but what happens in two years? In three years, when we continue this sport and we continue beating people and winning and putting on great shows, everyone has something to say now, but we're just getting started. What happens when we're actually good at this stuff? What happens if we actually have good guns? He's wrestling his brother right now. We were just talking about that shit. He wants to put the end on his brother. Guys. This is the oldest fight in history. Everyone's seen sibling rivalries. They're not as epic as you think they are. Fucking weirdo. I would kick my brother in the teeth. I swear to God. Yes, of course. I love him to death, but I told him, and I've said it explicitly, even in front of Phil. Pick a day, <laughs> pick a time. We're gonna throw hands, and that's it. Rearrange this structure, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but 
But you know what? I feel like that's a classic, understandable. He's talking about like it's gonna be Achilles versus his fucking cousin in a duel and a spar. Like, no, it's you and your whack ass brother who still don't know how to box, who are basically jokes in the entertainment industry, anyways. And like, oh, we're gonna scrap in public. That's just like more trash TV. It's more nonsense. Like when fucking Kim Kardashian fought Kourtney Kardashian. Like <laughs> we watched it. That was a horrible joke. That was a horrible fight. Exactly because both of them can't fight. Both of them can't fight. This is literally them. Save it for the fight. Because you already know. Because <laughs> next, next week we're going to have a special segment just before the fight. The fight is June 6th between um, Logan Paul and um, Floyd Mayweather. It's June 6th. So it's going to be that Sunday after our next show. Check so on my calendar. Will, so we will be talking some more. So I have an idea. What's up? What's that? Does anyone have the channel to watch the fight? We'll figure that out. Uh, I'm not paying for that shit. I'm not paying you about can we can make reactions <laughs> video so we can get access to it. Well, we'll 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 figure that out, but we gotta go to our next music break. So, Ooh, who's next? Who's next? So, um, ladies and gentlemen, once again, like I said before, you are tuning to the Breakthrough Sports Podcast coming to you live on IGTV, YouTube, and Facebook. Please make sure that you are subscribing on YouTube and liking and engaging. Yes. But keep this playing in the background. (laughs) 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 Keep this playing in the background. Okay. We forgive you. Last week, we are being rewarded for what we went through last year. We are literally being rewarded with some of the greatest things we are seeing in sports. And 
growing up, of course, a lot of people who ever watched golf growing up, one of the first, especially a person of color like myself, a black man like myself. It was all Tommy who. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stop it. For wearing his ball cap. Yes, it was, it was Tiger for me. Like, I went to a couple, like, golf camps when I was younger. They were fun. But, of course, everyone, like my dad, whenever I watched golf with him, he would always, you know, look for Tiger. He's, he's the guy we always look for. Of course. Of but course. There was another golfer that really stuck in my mind a lot growing up. Ooh, it was on your mind? And that happens to be someone who actually shares the same name. Now, I've watched Phil Mickelson throughout the years. I've seen his ups and his downs. I've seen his commercials that he's done. Like, but he did something very remarkable this week. What did he do? He was the oldest major winner in PGA Tour history. Get out! Good for him! <laughs> wow! I didn't do that. Like Jack Nicholas stopped winning, stopped winning his majors like before he turned fifty. So it's pretty, it's pretty fucking historic. And I'll say it's crazy because he didn't really have like a good day on um, on the third, um, the last day on the thirteenth and fourteenth holes. He opened up with back-to-back bogeys, mm. but he had, he was able to build the lead far enough past um, Ushausen and Kepka, who were on his ass all day, especially Kepka, who I had, who I had to win the tournament, but I want people to understand something when it comes to sports and what we're seeing now is that we are seeing the best things happen from what we went through last year. This, once again, is a product of that. We were talking about the no-hitters mm-hmm. in, the, in Major League Baseball that have been happening left and right, and the season just started. Yeah. Remember, we we're not going to have the World Series until October. They're back on regular schedule. That World Series is happening in October, so we got a long way to go. We got all summer, and already there's all these no-hitters. And here we are talking about Phil fucking Mickelson. <laughs> winning. <laughs> yeah, These motherfuckers were not in the house getting fat, figuring out how to bake bread like we were. They were training. They have the money. They had the capacity to social distance. They they continued and, to train even though things were canceled. That, and not only that, to piggyback right off of that, Mm-hmm. He found new ways to recondition his body. He went on this fast at one point, this just coffee and water fast for like two weeks where he did nothing but just drink coffee and water. Stop it. That sounds like bullshit. That's what he said. Coffee he and water? That can be healthy. And he kind of like trained his body to function differently. And that can't be. I don't, I don't know. That's what he said. <laughs> like there was a so he was just. Get out of here. It was a cleanse, basically. How was coffee a cleanse? Anyways. 
Anyway, we need nutritionists on here. We need a nutritionist to 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 confirm this nonsense. <laughs> Yo. word for such a terrible thing. Maybe that's why it's raining. He's crying in a penthouse somewhere. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, good for this fucking guy, this old fart. He spanked all the young young guys, proved everybody wrong. That's an underdog story. I like that. I like that a lot. Good for that guy. For being the best at the most boring game uh, well, in the history of sports.
you can find space somewhere in that lounge. Yeah, especially now. Especially now. The fourth one is up for the kid. Y'all can figure that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want to I want to get to this. I want to get to um, last time that I checked real quick. Right? Ooh. Last time that I checked. Yes, so last week we were talking about the Ohio State University, or I think it was a couple weeks ago, not last week, but a couple weeks ago, we talked about the Ohio State University, and once again, then, once again, them getting in trouble with, like, massage therapists. Yeah, like, like, conduct. Mm -hmm. So, looking back at it now. Yikes. Yeah, they released the statement last week. Yeah, they released the statement last week. Yeah, it's not news. This is not news. This is old. Is she getting charged for yeah, prostitution? That's what I want to know. That's, that's the article that I had at first. That she, that, that she basically incited it and that she's, getting, she's about to get charged for prostitution. And also, like, she's fucking blackmailing people. That's crazy as shit. But yeah, no, we saw this uh, yeah, yeah. statement that was released. Yeah, we, saw, we saw the statement already, but that's the new news. I want her name. She's now being prosecuted for prostitution. That's literally what's happening. And extortion. And, like, there's so many charges, this bitch. I want her to be me too. I want her name all over. I want... I want her to be, like, a sexual predator. I want, like... This, this is insane. You can't... This was what we talked about this last week. She was sleeping last week. For real. She prayed on this school. She prayed on this school purposely. She's a predator. She's an extortion artist. This isn't, you can't consensually get into a physical relationship with somebody and then start to blackmail them and demand money afterwards. And, you know, I'm going to say this, being an athlete and also some of her victims being black, there's a history behind that. Some woman says that, you know, you're going to pay if you don't, like, you're going to, you know, regret this if you if you don't pay me. I fucking believe her, and I'd feel like I was in hot water, and I would pay her so I don't throw my career away behind some fucking crazy left-ass therapist that I thought it was okay to bone one time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she did a really fucking terrible thing, and the fact that her identity is being concealed, and she's being protected, and she's, like, all anonymous in this... I think it's bullshit, and if it was a guy who did it to female um, athletes, he'd be all over the news, he'd be shamed, he'd be slandered, people would want his head. All right. That's all I'm saying. There you go. There you go. But Last time I checked. That's, that's, that's essentially what's happening now, is this prosecution. Good. But, once again, we wouldn't be talking about this if it wasn't on Ohio State. No. It always happens when it gets to Ohio State. And I really, truly hope this is the last time we hear about it. Especially since Ohio State, once again, is pegged to win the Big Ten. We all know what Ohio State is capable of football. That's football power. We all understand that they drive ratings. We all 
people going to watch this. So if more and more of this shit keeps coming out, then we're, gonna, we're essentially going to start questioning what the fuck Urban Meyer is doing in Jacksonville. Not forget what happened with him back in the day. And that's another story for another time. So, coming up next. Yes. Now. Oh, here we go. So, coming up next. Gonna hear from Katie again on this one. This is her shit. We're gonna talk about Bobby Lashley. And we're going to talk about exactly who in particular is being pegged as someone that can kind of elevate his status a little bit. Regardless of how you feel about this guy, I actually grew up watching this guy. Yeah. I love this guy. But. 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 Live words to me. 
giving him the holds and it's still with the OG sitting him down like you can't go on no hiatus. You can't go on no hiatus. <laughs> I love it. That's a good friend. I, I respect the fuck out of that guy, yo, because his artistry is unique. His artistry is has longevity. And I've learned a lot from him just as an artist and just being a professional in this game. So I value him greatly. He's one of the great Leos in my life. Some of the my some of my greatest friends are Leos. And I consider him one of the great Leos in my life. And um Bob, this is for you, my brother. This is above my head of his um comeback EP available now on all streaming platforms. Much love to you, my brother. This is the Breaking Sports Podcast. Don't go anywhere, y'all. We'll be right back after this. Yes. He remembers the combo, too, by the way. <laughs> of, course, of course he does. He's never going to forget that shit. Hell no. All right. Don't stop kidding Memorial Day weekend. Coming to you live, wherever you may be, however you're watching us on YouTube, IGTV, and Facebook. Make sure y'all subscribe. Click that subscribe button. Like, comment, interact with us. We love it. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But yes, once again, that was the big homie live Johnson with Above My Head off the comeback EP available on all streaming platforms. That EP is a fucking masterpiece. Congrats to you once again, my brother. And yes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen. So, there's somebody that I watched a lot of. I was watching wrestling, right? No, you couldn't have. Yeah. Because you can't one. see him. The recent rumors surround the return of John Cena. Yes. WWE as the company returns to fans of arena. By Dave Meltzer of FWFarOnline.com, has prompted fans to imagine what a dream match between the 16 time world champ and Universal Champion Roman Reigns may look like. But there is no denying the magnitude of that match and what it would mean for a SummerSlam pay per view that will rank amongst the most significant recent memories. Hell yeah. Just because of the return of a live audience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cena can be. Better used to help elevate a different champion and enhance the entire ring at the same time. Who am I talking about? <laughs> now, the person I'm talking about is the current WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. I am so, <laughs> I was waiting for you to now, say something. <laughs> now, I like Bobby Lashley. Okay? He's held up his end of the deal. To some degree, he's turning in some pretty good performances here and there. Like, he did very well. The Thank you? He, like, are you really shitting on Bobby Lashley right now? I'm not shitting on Bobby Lashley at all. He's I'm not. not. He's I, what not. The fuck we're She's ready to fight. No way. No way. She's ready to fight. What the fuck are you talking about? You. What, I'm setting it up for what I'm about to say. I'm She's high as hell. Don't, don't. You're not open yet. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to go live to you. You. I'm going to <laughs> Anyways. And I'm still missing a wheel on my chair. <laughs> 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 I'm going to 
almost the, of his career. And he's rediscovered his confidence as a performer, especially after those few years where we didn't hear a lot from him. Mm. So now people are thinking of the fact of imagine what would happen if Cena decided to take Mr. Lashley under his wing. Picture what it would mean to Lashley, the broage world champion, to work with this pseudo pop culture phenomenon, if you will. This guy started out with an album, then then like the whole shit. Oh my god, you're bringing up the album. We don't talk about that album. We don't talk about that album. <laughs> Shit. We don't talk about his album. We don't talk about Nick Cannon's album. We don't do it. I didn't know he had that many kids. Female in his life, a lovely lady who we we don't know much about, but they seem happy. I don't I don't know if it's his seventh child, but um yeah, he makes terrible music. Anyways, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> now aside from working with him, think of how a match would look like between John Cena. Are they, wait, wait, uh, are they going against each other, or are they teaming up together for, like, tag team, or, like, doubles? It could be one or the other. But Clarify! Clarify, please! Go ahead, Go ahead, clarify. So, first of all, I was 16. Right now, being that the fact that we are allowed to go outside, if I guess WWE wants to take advantage of the fact that one, John Cena had lost his opportunity to get his 17th title and surpass Ric Flair. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. So remember that. So now that it's, oh. Cena's not going to come back unless there's an audience because Cena is too much money. So, He's Hollywood. decline with their ratings because NXT and on USA have moved to Tuesdays and has been getting more traction now that it's no longer in, in competition with AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact also that SmackDown now has Fox and Roman Reigns has made them the more dominant brand. So Raw being the former holder and the longest running branch of the three to try to gain their dominance back pretty much um, because there's a lot of people getting mad, you know, a lot of stakeholders, mm. uh, a lot of shit has been already during the, the pandemic, they sold at least a good like the mini stocks that they had are, are all gone. I remember reading articles about it. Wow. Um, now, when you talk about Bobby Lashley, the amazing performer who finally gets to the recognition he deserves, from a fan's perspective, yeah, that would be like a dream match, quote unquote, just so it could build a feud. 
So they would be fighting against each other. It's only gonna end Quite up basically. fight against each other because they'll, they'll probably end up teaming up once on the way over there. Like you know how they make like the faces and the heels like Yeah. Um a lot of people are also thinking that John Cena might come back and actually become a heel, which I don't believe it will actually ever happen because he's the money maker, so they turn if he turned off by if he turns the audience off, then he's not going to make the money. Uh, he, but I can't picture him as a heel. I can. <laughs> I can. I mean, he's a heel in real life from what we all think of these people. Yeah. But I can't picture him as a character. I can. Hands down. I mean, I mean, he could pull it off, to be really honest with you. Yeah. He could pull that shit. I mean, I'm not saying he's an amazing actor. I'm saying I see that for him. No. Watch what? I didn't know this was a movie. I now have to find it out. <laughs> That's. Oh, 
excuse me. No, you're not. Stop talking about yourself. Facts. That's dangerous. That's that. I just, I don't know. I just feel like they kicked off all the good talent from mine. It just became bland. I mean, you you have you have a reason to feel that way. It's like CBD to THC. But that also has always been the reason why I prefer SmackDown for Raw to begin with. Because SmackDown to me was always more wholesome. Like, I was a big Randy Orton and Batista fan. Like, Randy Orton was my favorite wrestler. And, and he would always shut shit down on SmackDown. Like, I I mean, I, I enjoyed SmackDown from watching like, Eddie Guerrero on SmackDown, Batista on SmackDown. Like, I really enjoyed how wholesome they were. Like, Raw was more glamour to me. It was more just like, we're doing this for the money. Yeah. Yeah. But I always enjoyed SmackDown more for that exact reason. So, like, like right here, it's like SmackDown is already rich creatively and talent wise. And Raw desperately needs the sparks here to provide to match that ahead of fans who take to arenas and stuff. People are going to come to more SmackDown shows. SmackDown does more independent shows, too. Yeah. Now, yeah, they do. They do a lot more independent shows. Oh, yeah. They, they have a bigger following anyway. Like I said, Raw just, they just care about their TV shit. Like, you see you see a SmackDown event everywhere. <laughs> so. You want to know what do? What? And I said this. Yeah. But, then, but knock on wood, mm-hmm. the only time you're ever going to see Triple H. Damn. We really need those fucking special effects buttons, man. <laughs> God. Yo. Like a hoe, guys. Send him the money. Yes. Right in the notes. Yes, he lost an Uno and he owes a seven year old a iPad and a mansion because she has no concept of money. She I'll enlighten you guys. All right. So, um, y'all ready for me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom Brady trolls Aaron Rodgers. 
hilarious. All right. So uh, before Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers step onto the golf course as adversaries, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers star used the meme of Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka to troll the reigning NFL MVP. Proving there's plenty of downtime during the NFL offseason, Brady made multiple memes using... Instagram to keep making jokes at the expense of Rogers and DeChambeau. Yo, that meme was so funny. So it's basically a meme of DeChambeau in the background walking like across from like the um, clubhouse. And Kepka just looks so defeated, like, <laughs> what is happening? So Tom Brady had himself a good old field day. Listen. Tom Brady wins at social media. I need everyone to follow Tom Brady on social media. Oh, no. No, no, no. Brady. He's no. funny as no. fuck, bro. No, like, he is. He doesn't give a shit. No. <laughs> not really one. Not. not one shit. He really does not. He doesn't want this fucking seventh chip. Who's and now the he's Stars of that fucking league, let me tell you. Pretty much. So, um, but yeah, 
it, it seems unlike you just need to be based on his reaction when a contestant on Jeopardy referenced it. <laughs> no. Nerds are talking no. shit about him. No. Nerds are talking shit about him. Did y'all see that episode in Jeopardy when the, when the fan wrote? He was like, like, like as, as like the final answer, he wrote, what is, what is the Packers not kicking, um, what is the Packers not kicking the field goal? Oh my God. And, and Box was like, wow, I appreciate your sense of humor, but unfortunately that's not the right answer. That's hilarious. But, but, uh, to, add, but, but to add further insult to insult, can you wager your place? He just wanted to fucking say it. Yeah, he wanted to fucking say it. Oh my God. Yo, when I tell you this is bad, yo, it's Bad, bad. That's like, I had no idea that happened, but that's fucking hilarious. Yo, that, that, it had me out much. I, I can't. But no worries. Yep. But no worries, no worries. It, it, happens, it happens in the game, and uh, Rodgers will have the opportunity to get a modicum of revenge against Brady on July 6th. Brady will team up with Bill Nicholson to take on Rodgers and each tempo. Shambo. Oh, you got it right. You got it. You got it. Yes. Yes. Oh, Shambo, Shambo. A capital one. Okay. But yeah, so he'll have a chance. We'll see what happens. But for now, you know, we're always fucking hilarious. Let's deal with it. <laughs> Listen, that match is going to be mad fun, too. Like, like I said, Tom Brady and Savage on, on, on the ground on Twitter. Y'all got to follow this guy. Uh, see, he's he's, he's, he's making fun of Everybody involved in this shit. He already made fun of um um Kepka twice and the shampoo twice. So he's gonna keep making fun of people. No, that's so follow him because no, that's on Savage. That's exactly what his Instagram page is. That's him right now. He's and he's classy, right he's bougie, and he's Stop it. That's he enough. Is, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 What's next? Oh yeah, I was talking about this earlier. Anyone willing to bet a thousand dollars on a long shot at his 
funny that I picked that exact number earlier when we were talking about it. Yeah. Someone actually did win it. Like it's 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 crazy. Once again, shout out to Phil Mickelson, man, because I guess no one expected him to win. Like I said, I kept it down the middle, especially after that first fall. And they just fell apart. Somebody put him in the rap song. Yeah, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about 
as we inch closer to the end of the show. Now, I want to do a special flag on the play segment today. And something has been, it's something that has long pissed me off about a lot of Kansas fans. Now, to everyone's credit, to like or, or lack thereof, people need to understand this. We've been out without sports for a year, essentially. Without being in... Yeah, I know. Okay. Real quick, quick update. We're down 44-58 to the Atlanta Hawks. And it is the second quarter. Oh, that's why. Well, we were being outscored 29-13 in the second. Okay. Makes sense. All right. No, no. It's, it's halftime now. Shake some ass. Yeah, shake some ass. Shake off the bad shake juju. The bad juju. Get all that shit out your system. I know that tension is high. Y'all, y'all in Atlanta now. People are probably talking mad shit. Oh, hell yeah. What we're going to get to right here. <clears throat> so, the most welcome takeaway that we can, we can Wait, so get. Wait, can I show the screen yet? Uh, not yet. Okay, just let me know when so I can set it up. Okay. Um. The most welcome takeaway we can get from the playoffs being back, right? What I want everyone to understand is that that these playoff games feel amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. They feel insanely good to see. The energy is amazing. Back in yes. change and feel of these games has been pretty undeniable even just watching it on television however there is something amiss there's something afoot that we need to discuss and it's about some fans who feel like they're a little bit untouchable or entitled they get too caught up in the sauce they get too lost in the sauce they let's call it for what it is of player fan interactions comes a return of occasional motherfuckers really being out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Really bad fans. Terrible. And it was shown the other day when um on Wednesday when the Wizards got blown the fuck out by the Sixers in their first round matchup. You can start getting ready. In their first round matchup. So Long story short, a fan decided to dump a bag of popcorn. Wait, so let me, you want to, are you introducing it or am I playing the video? I'm introducing it. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm introducing it. But a fan, a Philadelphia fan dumped a bag of popcorn on Russell Westbrook's head. A smackable offense. And here is his reaction. One second, one second, buddy. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Everyone keep your fingers crossed for the fucking Wi Fi. <laughs> Do we got this or we not so got this? Oh, we got this. Wait. Wait for it. Wait for it. Alright, maybe we need a little refresh. 
Yo, he's a better man than me. I really would have okay. smacked somebody into We're next week. Somewhere. Hold on. Listen, we're trying to make this good for you guys. The play button? Oh, shit. I keep yeah, coming. We here in the picture. <laughs> that it's still loading. But, yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. Yeah. So can we describe this? So yeah, we can describe it, I guess. Like while 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 that tries to load, if anything. Yeah. So essentially, of course, Russell Westbrook being the hot headed he is, he lost his cool naturally, as he should. Hell yeah. He lost his cool naturally as he should. Afterwards, he said and I quote, they don't give a shit. They really don't. And also, another instance of this was uh that game that I was talking about where Derrick Rose went absolutely crazy and we won that game and it didn't stop another fan in the stands from spitting Ugh. spitting who raised y'all on Trey Young who fucking raised y'all that's like, some it, it was it was so it was so fucking visible I, I wanted Ugh. oh my god like, I'm just sitting here thinking to myself like you know what I get it. You all have been cooped up in your houses for a while. I get it. Y'all finally outside. We outside. Like we, we get it. I get it. But quite but quite seriously, to those two fans that did that. You're a piece of shit. Fuck you. Okay? Straight up. Straight up. Can fuck we get, you. Y'all ruin the game. Like, like for good people. You, you are what's wrong. You are what's wrong with sports. You are what's wrong. Alright? If you ain't got shit nice to say, don't ruin the experience for other people. Not even that. Now you can do your shit talking. That's natural. Do your shit talking. But But don't don't put your fucking hands on somebody or throw something at a professional athlete. How dare you? Like, if you were outside with... Do, if you did that to that NBA player outside, there is nothing him from snapping you in fucking half. And you know what? You don't have even the regular person and the people who are doing this shit. You don't have an ounce of athleticism. And these people, they they, they go through training and, and, and years of practice that you wouldn't even believe just for a fat, drunk motherfucker in the stands to spit on you? To throw popcorn on you? Re-fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. Re-fucking ridiculous. I don't got a flash. I need to wait for something. <laughs> um, so shout out to West Beats. He wanted, he wrote, um, he liked the track with Sarai. Oh, yeah! Promoting his event, too, during the music break. So he also said to subscribe to the Break Room Sports Podcast. Um, Appreciate it, fam. Yes. Thank you so much, my brother. Yes. This show is so cool. I'm subscribing. Great job, guys. Thank you. Oh. We love to hear that. Yo. Appreciate it. I really appreciate that, my brother. Thank you so much. Shout out to him. Can we give him a quick drop um, for his event? He already shouted us out. Of course. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure I didn't want to like be mean. No, <laughs> okay, so shout Wonderful. out to Young West. Um, collective RMEs, 
Saturdays, 3 to 5 on DTF Radio. Shout out to the team, Young West, Wade Elgin, Amanda Elgin, DJ Nigel, Manifest, the whole team. If I'm missing someone, I'm so sorry. There's too many goddamn of you. Um, like the Wu-Tang Clan. Yo, they really are, though, but they travel, bro. They were at our media day last week. Um, Phil got to actually meet them. Cool. Um, after our podcast next week, we're actually going to be going to their event. So he did say pull up June 4th. If anything, hit up I Am Young West or Collective RME. Nice, nice. Thank Definitely. You so much, and thank you for the shout-outs and for independent artists and people who produce their own shows who are not these conglomerates. I used to do this. I used to do this with um, SB Radio when I would just play indie artists. And yes. I had the opportunity to do it again, and I'm very happy to do so because... And we feel y'all, and we love y'all. We resonate with y'all. We've done it ourselves, and... Hey, these people are fans of my music, not fans of theirs. Mm-hmm. So And we all advertise for each other. We all watch out for one another. We all put each other onto shows. It's a beautiful thing. Yay! June 11th, bitches! Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was a day. That was a day. That's where I saw you first. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Yeah, I have new music out. I still didn't drop my last EP. I'm dropping it all together. So that's going to be fun. But yes, yes, support the event, guys. Yeah, but going back to what we were just talking about. Yes. Do we have the other flag? I give, I give them both to y'all. Tony threw one to me. No. Yeah, and no. she gave yeah, me Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, so going back, going, back to, going back to this flag. These shitty-ass fans. Now that fans are back in the arenas, there's going to, there's all these new issues that the league will have to deal with, and this is one of them. People with no home training. Not people with no home motherfucker would spit over my head to try to spit on a fucking athlete. I would beat somebody's ass. Yo, I don't even want to talk about oh, that. oh, God. God. NBA, and especially this going to happen again in the NFL, too. Don't y'all get it twisted. We, we, saw, part, we saw parts of it in some games in the NFL when the NFL did have fans. Yep. It was only going to get worse. Yep. It's going to get worse in college. God, oh, my God, college. People are, people are outside, and they did not learn anything. No. Yay! So, like I said, please go 
Club next Friday at the Gillespie Touch Mixer. Mm-hmm. Friday, June 4th. Um, it's going to be fun. I'm taking pictures as well as doing video work. Maybe feel like throw some flags, you know. I just might. What up? This Tuesday, we're actually launching the first episode of Welcome to the Raw Zone on our website, www.rawzonenyc.com. Yes, talk your shit, Katie. I love it. People want to just talk shit, so, and didn't believe me on certain things. They think that the white girl can't do her own shit. So here I am doing my own shit, and everyone can fuck it. So, and on that for that note, we do have uh, June 11th. We are celebrating that and my birthday at the Shalini Tavern. Nice. Yes. 7 p.m. to 11 Party for Katie. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually bad luck in my culture to be, for me to be doing any events at this point oh, in my sorry. life. No, 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 no. Religiously, we're talking about. Oh, okay. Um, do Okay. So, but the way that I saw the response with the give back and how the artists and, and the community is benefiting from all these events that you're meeting people. Like, I have um, credits from FM Hip Hop. He's coming out. Um, I hit up a couple of my friends, you know, so they can show love to the artists. And you got Marie that's going to come out and show out. Chris. Hopefully, fingers crossed. He's been put on the spot. Yes, huh? I definitely want to come out, and if I do, I'm gonna show out. And then Phil's gonna show out. I am. Like always. Yes. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Yes. I didn't agree to this. Very good cause. Sarcoma is a disease, uh, cancerous disease that affects the lungs, the pulmonary arteries, and the bloodstream, as well as bone. The main cause is pediatric cancers. Wow. We give back every year, but this year, because of the pandemic, we decided to make a concert series that we are now providing more opportunities throughout the tri-state area while making donations. Um, we have a GoFundMe, the GoFundMe for uh, give back for Sean in the GoFundMe. Um, Wes, God bless you. We appreciate you. Yo, appreciate and you keep so in mind with these things and for this uh, series of events that she's holding and the donations that she's talking about, a little bit goes a long way. Hell yeah. $5, $10, 100%. the ticket sales, very cheap. And that's a great way to give back and donate and all that adds up and you can really do a lot with it. And I've been part of the give back for, I've been part of the give back since its inception. And I can truly say that it's not only a joy to be a part of, but it's just a joy to behold. It's always not only like the best performances, but everyone gives it their all because they know what it is that they're there for. Yes.
And vendors. Vendors, vendors. Yeah, oh, Phil, tell them the news, though, B. We have oh, told them. Tell them the news, boy. So the next gift back show, which is July 25th. Which is July 25th. The headliner will be Scorpio B. Get out. Yeah. Hey, I got dreams of Broadway. Hey. Yo. Congrats, buddy. Follow us everywhere, you know. I do production, speaking 
speaking of like reproduction, this young fuck over here, hailing from Dykeman, um, is a member of Ivy Productions. He's also the DJ for this for Friday the eleventh festivities at the Shillelagh Tavern. Um, he's been working very hard. His name is the other day at the Dykeman. I'm very proud of him. He 